Hello and welcome in to another episode of the Esports Network podcast in partnership with Reuters. As always, I'm your host, Mitch Reams, and today we're talking XSET. You probably saw the news earlier in the week about a new esports organization focused on improving diversity and inclusion in the esports space. To talk about the company, we're joined by two of its founders, the CEO, Greg Silko, and the COO, Marco Maru. Greg, Marco, thanks for joining the show. Great to be here. Thanks, Mitch. The organization had four founders in all, with three previously working at FaZe Clan. In addition to Selko, who is president of FaZe, we had Will Edens, FaZe president of apparel and special projects, and Clinton Sparks, FaZe's director of business development. They'll now be serving as chief of merchandising and licensing and chief business officer, respectively. Prior to FaZe, Greg was the founder and CEO of Karma Loop, a retailer lifestyle channel on YouTube. He's been recognized as a leading entrepreneur for Goldman Sachs and President Obama's White House. And for other founder, COO Marco Maru, and the only one to not come from FaZe Clan, Maru was the founder of Framerate, a cross-platform esports social video network, which delivered news, highlights, and entertainment with over 50 million video views per month. Framerate was acquired by Super League Gaming in June of 2019. Both founders have a laundry list of other accomplishments that would be way too long to list in one podcast intro, but it's safe to say they know what they're doing. Starting with you, Greg, why did you feel time was right for a new venture? Yeah, I mean, I think that obviously you can see what's going on culturally in this country, and I think there's an awakening. Obviously, it comes with some unrest and some unfortunate things, but I think people are paying more attention, uh, particularly young people, to social change and social good. And Marco and I, you know, uh, just a little backstory. We've known each other for most of our lives, pretty much now at this point. Um, and we always talked about, you know, some of the toxicity, some of the issues in gaming and, you know, how we could uh, be a force for change, but also that's extends to culture and bringing in different cultural voices. And, you know, it's not all seriousness. It's about having fun and, intertwining with things like hip hop and electronic music and representing just a, a larger swath of the gaming population, because the reality is everyone games now. And there just didn't tend to be uh, a lot of orgs out there uh, that were really embracing that. I think a lot of orgs are now working to, to make those changes and be more inclusive, but we just want to be the most diverse and most exciting org out there. And I think that sort of happens by default if you just get the best players because the best players come from all different backgrounds. Just to follow up on that, um, you know, I think what we really recognize working in the space, uh, both Greg and I respectively at different locations, is that a lot of what was happening in gaming and esports was really happening in, in a bit of a Southern California bubble where a lot of what you were seeing come out of that really kind of looked and felt the same when, when in reality, you know, gaming is now the largest consumer market, really, and, and space in the world. It's bigger than film, music, and television. Um, and it's a massively uh, diverse and inclusive industry that is played by many, many people around the world that, that look and feel differently, right? So we just, we looked at that and felt that um, we could build an org that would really give uh, our fans um, an identity that they could relate to and identify with. Um, while at the same time, like, like, like Greg mentioned, you know, having some fun, um, having a little bit of flair and also competing in all the games that we want to get into uh, from an esports perspective. Absolutely. I Anybody who listens to this podcast knows that I've been a big focus on improving toxicity in esports, whatever 
way that takes form. So highlighting companies that are working on that, and especially it starts really with esports organizations. These are the biggest brands in gaming in a lot of ways, and improving toxicity at those levels trickles down throughout the gaming ecosystem, at least in my opinion. So Marco, rolling back to the ideation phase of this company, where did Exit start and how did it become a reality? You mentioned how you and Greg have known each other for a long time. When did this first pop up as a potential idea? And uh, just take us through the timeline a little bit of the founding of the company. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like Greg mentioned, we've known each other for most of our adult lives and at least, you know, 25 plus years, both being uh, originally Boston-based guys. Um, you know, I know, I know that Greg was at Phase Clan for a number of years and I had um, a few different uh, stops in terms of the companies that I had that were, you know, bought and sold and, and were running those. Um, and then, you know, really, I would just say, you know, a few months ago, I had just approached Greg and, you know, told him what my vision was and what, what I thought we could accomplish together if we, if we kind of put our heads together on this. And just knowing, you know, I went into that knowing Greg's background around social issues, that he's been involved with this stuff for, you know, the better part of 10 plus years, or at least around Boston. Uh, you know, maybe that wasn't as well known in L.A., but I knew what he was doing locally. And I knew his ability to build um, cultural relevance and also really speak to that because it's important to him um, as an individual. And I thought that just, you know, his his expertise along with mine around uh, the esports space and the consumer gaming space, um, we'd have the ability to really put something unique and special together. And the fact that we both have had, you know, a number of companies that we have, you know, been lucky enough to, to start and, and run in the past, I thought that we were capable of standing something like this up and executing on it um, and building something really special. Absolutely. I think it's an organization that has an important mission and is really core to the org. What I liked is, you know, there's been a lot of organizations that have talked about supporting these different initiatives. But what's different about Xset to me is that it comes from the launch. So Greg, would you put that direct focus on diversity and inclusion? Would you say from the outset, we're supporting Black Lives Matter, we're supporting LGBTQ, LGBTQ initiatives. Why do you think it's important for an organization to not only support these causes, but to tie it to really the core of the company's identity? Well, I think one of what Marco said, you know, it's something that uh, we've always believed in. Um, there's a lot of great gamers from those communities that I think have been overlooked Uh that's not unique to gaming, right? We know that that's a problem. Um, you know, my work at, you know, Carmeloop, which was, I would argue, probably the most diverse company of its time, uh, from the staff to the investors to the uh, people we worked with, like Pharrell and, and Kanye, and but even people like the teriyaki boys from Japan, right? They were a big rap group in Japan. We really spanned lots of cultures. We call it sort of verge culture really the concept of the convergence of global culture. Um, and we wanted to like, we wanted to plant our flag in the ground. And I, I think the other thing too, that is really relevant is that, you know, um, Clinton Sparks has, you know, been huge in, in the rap and music industry for a long time. He cared deeply about these issues. Uh, so he's another person that's, you know, a real champion of this has, you know, really great connections to the music industry has have been involved in these things in the music industry, right? And you have someone like Will Eddins, who also happens to be African-American, and he's, you know, I've often talked about, uh, and he was actually the director of Merch at Faceland, not the, not the president. But, um, you know, he and I talked about, uh, 
these things all the time, right? And and we saw how that happened with skateboarding, right? One of the analogies we used, right? When Pharrell started to skate, you know, Pharrell was the creative director at, at Carmelo for a couple of years and a good friend. Um, and uh, you know, and by the way, he's sick at Mario Kart, so just you should you just should check him. Um, but uh, the um, you know the concept was that skateboarding was considered sort of an all white kind of thing. It was these Southern California guys. And then, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people, black kids started to skate, I think, starting with Pharrell, making it cool. And it opened up and became a much more diverse industry. And I think, you know, it's we're kind of like the dog town of of uh, of esports in a way like we, we, we want to come in with style, pizzazz, excitement, a diverse roster of people do tricks, do things that people have never seen before in gaming uh, and win. Right. Um, and so. I think it's that combination of the four founders, you know, just having such a clear and and focused belief in in what we were doing with Xset, and we all like each other a lot. That's really important, right? And we all believe in this, and uh, you know, even and now currently with our investor base at Xset, the number of them are African American. We're gonna one of them is a filmmaker. We're gonna be doing a screening around it. It's about uh, how to 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 tackle gang culture. Um, you know, one my former partner, Paul Judge, uh, when I went through the Y Combinator program, very, very successful. One of the most successful entrepreneurs in, in history, happens also to be African-American, uh, does a lot of this work down in Atlanta. He's an advisor to the company. Uh, we have Aaron, uh, Ashley Simon, and, uh, you know, she's been a great voice for this kind of thing. So we're, we're building, we want more people. This is a, anyone listening to this podcast. We're calling out to people who feel the same way we do. Because we want to build a movement for change and still have fun doing it. That's important. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I just to follow up on that. I mean, on what Greg's saying, I just I think Mitch, we realize that um, there, you know, like I said, gaming is a very diverse audience. Um, there are a lot of different people that play games now, and today's gamer and today's esports fan is arguably a lot different than maybe what they were ten or fifteen years ago. You know, they're much more social. They're much younger. Uh, they're much more focused on positivity and being inclusive. Um, they want to see their friends. They want to play with their friends. They want to they want to be entertained, and they want to, you know, they they want their content not only on Twitch and YouTube, but they want it on TikTok and Instagram as well, right? So, you know, we recognize that, um, you know, we just had an opportunity to build something like that, and that nobody else is doing that. And you know, there's so many wonderful, talented people out there that, um, you know, are now part of Xset, and hopefully, you know, will continue to become part of becoming part of Xset that. Um, we can we can really introduce that into the space and, and give it something it hasn't had before. Yeah, and I'd add, add to that. I mean, clearly the uh, the call out and what we've stand for has completely hit a nerve because the response has like blown us away. It's been unbelievable how many kids have sent us really touching emails saying they want to rep the set. They feel like it's an org that speaks to them. I mean. Mark and I and and Will and Clinton, we've been like, what the heck? Like it, it just exceeded our wildest expectations in terms of how excited and how we already are are inserted into discussions with all the top orgs because I think we 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 are speaking for something that a lot of people have been thinking. Yeah, I mean, if if you Mitch, if you talk, if you think of it almost more in terms of more traditional, almost startup techie language when you've got a SaaS business or whatever and people always wonder what does product market fit feel like? And, and they always say, you know it when you have it. I mean, you know, it was immediately um, recognizable to us that the message that we we went out with 
was very well received by many, many people. Um, and they were all in, right? So um, it's exciting to see that. Absolutely. It, it's such, so natural to see that response when we think about what Gen Z is known for. And it's for playing a lot of video games and for being very active for social causes. So it really makes sense that the, re- that the response to an organization that is very clear about its support for social causes in the esports world would be quite popular. Uh, surprising that maybe orgs haven't done it as much to date. Greg, in your New York Times interview that sort of announced this company really just launched you guys out into the mainstream real quickly there, the quote that was pulled and was put at the top of the article was the frat house quote, which was, uh, if you look at current organizations, they sort of resemble a frat house. Talking generally here, what have you seen in organizations that you think needs to be approved upon? Yeah, so I I want to be clear because obviously I still have a lot of friends at FaZe. It, that wasn't a shot at FaZe. I know some people thought it was. I think FaZe is making some, you know, really good efforts in this area as well. I think generally, though, as you mentioned, uh, you've noticed, Mitch, and, and uh, you know, the orgs, there's been plenty of, of scandals across all of the orgs. There's been plenty of issues. Uh, you know, these are kids. They don't generally are young, young adults. They don't generally have a lot of good guidance. Um, they become very famous very quickly, uh, you know, and um, and that comes with a lot of money. But I think that also comes with responsibility. And I think it's really just been uh, in the culture at large, uh, you know, just the orgs haven't spent enough time focusing on, hey, what can you do with your celebrity? What can you do with your fame? What can you do to make the world a better place? And you have a lot of responsibility because these kids are, 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 are kind of following you everywhere. They're watching your stream. Um, so if you say something really negative and hurtful to someone in a stream or use a racial slur, that has a massive impact on, on these kids, maybe, you know, permanently, right? Because this is someone they looked up to. And all of a sudden they're like, wait a second, you know, what, what is this guy talking about? So I think that all the orgs would agree. I think FaZe, you know, uh, there was a good quote from from the, the CEO in there uh, saying that, you know, they're doing a lot too. I think we all agree this is a rallying cry. This is about um, also collaboration. We're not in it. We're not interested in, we want to, we're going to focus on building XSET, making it the best org it can in the world, hopefully leading uh, the industry so others follow suit and actually we set a standard. Um, I'm sure we'll make mistakes at certain times, but we'll always be honest and straightforward and work on it. Um, and I think the the I don't think there's anyone out there who wouldn't say that there isn't sort of a frat culture that has been pre-existing in uh, across all the orgs, uh, some more than others. But you know, all of them are dealing with it now, and it's it's time to clean it up. And that that was really the the point I was making. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Phase is doing. It. I'm excited. We're doing it. I'm excited. You know, a number of uh, hundred thieves, another a number of uh, you know orgs have done things for COVID and done things and are starting to use the power of gaming as the central media for for young adults to actually you know play games, have fun, connect with their friends, but also let's make some change together. Let's all work together and do. It. Yeah, I mean, and Mitch, to follow up on what Greg was just saying, I mean, I, you know. You know, I was having a conversation with some of our players around a partnership that we're in the process of, of hopefully closing relatively soon. That is with a uh, a very well, you know, well established and long standing social cause. Um, that's a very important social cause. And I was talking to a couple of our players about it, 
And they actually, you know, and these are probably 20, you know, eight, 19 to 20 year old kids. They had no idea what it was. They had never heard of it. Um, they had no idea what the purpose of it was or what it was all about, which to me was really, um, you know, my jaw hit the floor. Right. And, and it just made me realize, you know, if we're, if we can effectively build Xset into a fun, engaging, uh, you know, pop consumer, uh, you know, esports and gaming brand that kids really identify with and are passionate about, which so far is so good. Um, it, you know, we can be a conduit to introduce this massive audience to things that are socially very relevant and, and very helpful and will improve themselves as people um, that they may have not ever known about, right? So you can actually make it a cool thing to, um, you know, be involved with a lot of these social organizations and, and, and volunteer your time. And maybe, you know, think out, maybe they weren't even realizing this is something that was even available to them. So if we can help introduce that stuff by, you know, by our, with our brand, then like, it's a great way to, to facilitate that. Absolutely. It's been remarkable the change in how high schoolers see their role. When I, back when I was in school, it was not cool to volunteer. It was cool to be aloof and out <laughs> there. And it feels like there's been a real change, especially with Gen Z about, really making sure you care about these things. It's no longer cool to not care about things that are affecting the world. And I love that we're seeing that change. It's starting from an early, early age, but clearly there's still some education that needs to go into it. It's all about these organizations have a chance to introduce people, like you say, to this organization that people hadn't heard about. And so I think it's great that there's people who have been around the industry, who have seen these problems, have seen these problems in action, uh, who are providing solutions or providing some ways to help improve the current climate. You know, I think, and I think Greg, I know Greg and Will and Clinton all feel the same way that like, if you're in a position where you can affect change in this space, I mean, how can you not try? You have to try, right? You have to do something like that. So, um, you know, that for us was really something we talked about and, you know, as you know, very, very early on as being a core component of what we wanted to do as an organization on day one. I love it. I think it's great. And I think it's important that it is that mission starts from day one and isn't something that, oh, okay, now there's protests and we need to put out a statement because everyone else is putting out a statement. When you come and you create an organization and you say, hey, we're focused on this. And then you back that up with your actions day in and day out. To me, that feels more impactful than when society comes and starts talking about a topic and an organization steps up. It's like, hey, yeah, you know, Black Lives do matter, which is great support those statements all day long but to me there's there's a level of of importance when you really tie it to the core of the company as well yeah i mean for and also you know for us i mean standing up for all these causes is obviously extremely important and hosting events and, and running you know charity streams are all um extremely important you know with exit though in a lot of ways you know i feel like we want to do it with giving people jobs Right. And we want to do it with hiring people. We want to do it with giving people um, a significant position or voice as part of our organization to help shape like what, what our vision is. So, if, you know, for, for us, I know people are, you know, I know there's a lot of eyeballs on us right now, which is great. And we welcome that. Um, but we're definitely going to be more about action than talking about it. You're going to see it in the people that we bring onto our rosters, that we hire as part of the organization, that the you know brands and sponsors that we partner with are aligned in this space, and then obviously the events that we're going to do as well. But we we definitely are intend to walk the walk. Yeah, so I mean, just want to add to to Marco's uh, very eloquent statement. I mean, look, this is I put it this simple: change is an action word, right? It's not just about 
making statements. We gotta we gotta walk the talk, right? And I think we've been already pleased that you know our interview with the esports observer and have already noted that you know the people in our roster, the girl, men and women, and there'll be even more women added uh, as we as we continue to make announcements soon. Um, you know, already reflect that diversity, right? And um, I think it's interesting because you know Marco and I wrote out 10 principles uh, for the company. That was the first thing we did, right? These are the principles we want to live by. Like, and, and that goes to like, hey, if there's a sponsor who's throwing a lot of money at us, but we don't believe with the, the corporate mission, then we're not going to take the money. And it's like, we're going to hire both on the, from the, from the gaming team, as well as in the org, you know, people from all walks of life from the community and find the best, right? It, it's still about excellence, right? And I think, um, you know, uh, I think we we you know we put some quotes from 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 people like Malcolm X and Ben Horowitz and just different folks uh, that that talked about uh, that were inspiring to us. So we really wanted to craft this vision because this is about you know a social movement that starts in gaming, but that can really uh, you know you can you know I think going back to one of the things you said, Mitch, is like there's a lot of kids who really care about activism, but you know, as Marco said, they, they didn't know about this particular organization that we're going to be working with and it involves working with younger kids and high school kids and helping them. And so one of the things we can do is grab that amazing energy that Gen Z has. They want to do something and help funnel it and help give them opportunities to actually put it to work. Yeah, to see the organizations, the things they're doing on their free time also embrace these causes. It just unifies it and gives them some more actionable ways to affect change as well. Greg, I want to ask you, as we talk about esports organizations, there have been a couple worth shouting out who have made a really renewed focus on social issues and social causes, one of those being FlyQuest. Under Trisha Sugita, who was hired in January, I believe, uh, they've really focused on climate change, they are climate change initiatives, they've focused on Black Lives Matter, they've focused on LGBTQ. Were there some organizations, some leaders out there in the space that you saw that you were like, hey, okay, they're doing some really cool work. We want to frame the organization around some of the social causes, kind of like those organizations are doing. Uh, were there anybody you were looking at as inspiration in the founding of this company? No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was any one org in, in particular. Um, I think more related back to sort of what you know, Karma Loop existed for a long time. You know, gaming was sort of at the periphery because it was in the beginning days of that. Um, but we were pop culture, and now gaming is the center of pop culture. So I think it, can't, it stemmed a lot from that. It stemmed from a lot of Marco and I's values. But yeah, look, I mean, like I said, you know, FaZe has done a lot around COVID and around uh, and, and some stuff on Black Lives Matter and, and 100 Thieves has done a, a lot of stuff. Uh, a number of the orgs are starting to do it and we like that. Um, I think I think we're taking things uh, to make it the center of the org. And, and, and uh but no, so the short answer is it wasn't a one particular org we saw, but I do like what I see out there. I think it's sort of, uh, there's moments in time that you find uh, when uh, people say, hey, things have got to change. And I think when you look at Gamergate and all the stuff in the past and the toxicity, I think there was, uh, you know, when one of the reactions that we, we got uh, where people were so enthusiastic was like, hey, it's about time, right? <laughs> so... We know we were, we were on the right uh, right footing, and I think we're not the only group out there uh, that are thinking about getting more women into gaming, uh, making the the uh, 
you know, the chat and the, and the communication, uh, you know, when people are streaming uh, more open and, and also getting more LGBTQ players and, and black and Asian and, and Hispanic and, and uh, you know, all different walks of life uh, uh, into the Native American. Anyone who can game should feel comfortable getting on the screen and gaming and not have to be harassed. Right. And uh, I think, you know, the voice of the majority is standing up and saying it's time to time to do that. And that's why you're seeing some of these other orgs do the same. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Mitch, to follow up on that, I mean, I, I first actually I first met Trisha when she was still at Immortals, um, you know, a few years ago. And then when I saw that she had moved over to FlyQuest, you know, I instantly I was always very impressed with like her approach to the space. Um, and when I saw her, you know, as CEO start the showcase greatness and, and just the way that she approached that whole um, platform that they had was so different from anything that anybody else ha- had done out there. I, I can actually say that for me, that was uh, one of the sources of inspiration to, to just know that, you know, you can, you can do something like that and, and you can do it effectively at a, with a top level org and, and, and in a professional manner. So I think Trisha really has done a lot of amazing things at, at FlyQuest that have really differentiated that org socially from a lot of other teams in the space. Um, and, and then I also draw, you know, from guys like, you know, like the Salesforce CEO, Mark Binoff, I mean, where he's, you know, he has shown that you can build a very successful, uh, you know, operationally sound business while at the same time being very vocal and active about uh, social causes that are important that we need to use our positions to help uh, share and elevate. And I mean, you know, just watching some of the stuff that he's done over at Salesforce, especially around employee pay and other issues has been, you know, something that for me at least has, has, you know, has, you know, been a bit, been a bit of a inspiration. So I guess it, it did actually inspire me through osmosis. <laughs> <laughs> it's been something that we've seen a little bit more of. And I think XSET is so unique because it came out from the jump. It was just like, Hey, we're focusing on these things. Whereas a lot of other organizations maybe have started to focus slightly more on them over time. Uh, but exit being unique in that it's like, okay, we're here and this is what we focus on. And that's always going to be what we focus on, which is great. So I want to be conscious of you guys time. And I, one more topic I want to talk about, which is this, uh, Greg, you sort of mentioned how popular culture is overlapping with gaming. Gaming is becoming a core part of popular culture, a trend that was already happening, but definitely accelerated by the pandemic as sports went off TV and suddenly all these athletes are playing video games, actors, rappers, all these different things were coming into gaming. What was your focus? So as we go down the list of some of the people you signed on the initial release, I'll just rattle off some names. On the gamer side, you've got Rogue Shark, a great Fortnite player. You've got Proofy, Call of Duty player. Uh, Ashley BTW, a top Fortnite streamer. Bartonologist, a great Call of Duty player. And Threefo, another great Fortnite player. But then you also have some mainstream influencers and some athletes. Kyle Van Noy, linebacker for the Miami Dolphins, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Patriots, I believe. Yeah, it has to be. And then Mina Stess, the 14-year-old female skateboarding phenom and the youngest member of USA Skateboarding. What were you looking at as you built out this roster of initial players and influencers for the organization? Yeah, well, I think we, I mean, some of those folks that you mentioned, uh, I don't know if you mentioned Adrian Colbert too, and uh, um, you know our pro athletes and 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 Minna and uh, you know in a she's an Olympic athlete. Um, 
you know, we look at them as sort of two sport athletes, right? So, um, and, you know, you look at like the Bo Jacksons, I don't know how old you are, but uh, there was always, you know, he played uh, for all you, all you youngsters out there. He played basketball, he played baseball and football. Uh, but, you know, I think they're the, they're the modern day two sport athletes, right? They're, they're really good players, right? And they also are great, you know, at their uh, other sport that they play. And we want to have sort of, sort of two career people. So we're going to be getting, you know, some musicians in, some DJs. Um, and it's, it's cool because that intersection is, makes it fun. We're also going to be getting some hardcore, uh, really good gamers and some really hardcore people who are just famous sort of personalities from being uh, streamers. Um, and we just want to have a really cool mix that, uh, you know, of different folks from, uh, you know, we have a, uh, a NASCAR driver that's going to be coming in. We have all, all different different groups. And I think that's what makes it cool is the, is the diversity. And, you know, the fact is, you know, everyone games now um, when they're not when they're not playing their sport. They're like, you know, playing Valorant or going to play uh, Fortnite or, or, or Smash Brothers or whatever they play. So um, I think Marco has some probably has some thoughts on that, too, because he did. He did a great job with a lot of the recruiting and Robbie Mead from who was at uh, Ghost Gaming before as well uh, really helped with that too. So yeah, we're super excited about the roster and it's growing really quickly. So there's going to, I don't know if it's time to do the big announcements, Marco. Yeah. I mean, so Mitch, so uh, I mean, the roster has definitely been something we've been really excited to put together. It kind of reminds me of that scene at the end of uh, the last Avengers movie, right? We were just kind of like bringing together very likable, high quality people that also happen to be very good at video games as well. Um, and it's just, it's, it's kind of, you know, marked off perfectly, you know, in, in regards to what we call really like the special teams at XSET, which are a lot of the pro athletes and, you know, um, non-traditional gamers, if you will. Um, what's interesting about that is those are mostly inbounds. Like we start, when we started to put the word out there about what we were building, I started to get reach outs from NFL player agents about um, or players themselves across social media that, hey, they were really interested in what we were doing at Exit or what we were talking about doing, and they wanted to find out if they could get involved, right? And that has happened in the NFL. It's happening, you know, right now with conversations in Major League Baseball and, and, and the NBA. It's happening with um, racing. It's happening, obviously, as you mentioned, we're actually going to announce today officially um, the addition of Menestas, who's, you know, an amazing 14-year-old uh, a, you know, Olympic hopeful skateboarder on the U.S. team out of Northern California who loves to game, plays games all the time. She's going to be streaming with us on Friday night. Um, and just a super person, like an amazing, amazing uh, young lady. So we're excited to add people like that to our roster. Um, we've had conversations with a lot more, but those are, are yet to be um, kind of finished up just yet. But we, we have had a, a huge influx from men, women, um, all diversities, all races, all sexualities that they want to come and be a part of XSET. I love it. Greg, uh, as you mentioned Bo Jackson, I can't let you get away. I was actually Bo Jackson for Halloween in college. Uh, <laughs> Bo knows all day long. I carried a case around in a tennis bag. It was a, uh, it was beautiful. I tried to do the Nike ad where he had all the different sports stuff. Yeah. Uh, probably the bulkiest costume I ever wore. But, uh, a complicated thing to pull off. I hope you didn't <laughs> The goal was to have a bag that I could carry beer in. It, this was college after all. So that's generally the goal in college, I guess. It worked for that point. Yeah. If any of our listeners don't know who Bo Jackson is, you need to watch Bo Knows uh, on ESPN 30 for 30. Like 
now. You, you should have started it already. It's a fantastic documentary. So shout out to Bo Jackson. And I love that that's one of the inspirations of who you're looking for uh, in this modern day gamer athletes. So we've seen it in the NBA bubble as well with Josh Hart pulling in his his computer off the bus because he has to game or people just playing 10 hours of Call of Duty while they're stuck in the NBA bubble. It's really almost every athlete under the age of 25 feels like a two-sport athlete as they're playing video games. It's so much yeah, more free time. I, 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 I personally, and he's a very, very dedicated gamer. Yeah, and one thing I'll mention too, Mitch, it's um, with a lot of the professional athletes that we've been talking to, it's not just the gaming that they're very serious about. They're very serious about streaming. Like all of the players that we work with, they all like to stream gaming. They want to, they're, they're focused on building their streams. They're focused on like building their community in gaming outside from their you know, football community or their traditional sports community. So, I mean, this is something they take seriously. It's not just something where they want to play games. They actually, um, I mean, Kyle Van Noy, who is, um, you know, he is, he's a, a very integral part of, of what we do roster wise, operationally wise, we, you know, Kyle's very involved and he's very, he's very knowledgeable about the game space. And he's also helping give ideas about the merch. So he's all, all in about, you know, he has a vision uh, that's really complimentary. Yeah. Is it fair to say you were looking for some people who would take on bigger roles? Like you mentioned how he's not just an influencer side out of the roster, but he's also talking about merch and these different commentators like Aaron Simon are all uh, multifaceted and also providing some important direction for the company going forward. Is that something you were looking for as you side people, people who could also uh, really help add to the company in other ways as well as just their talents, uh, whether gaming or streaming or whatever it is. For sure. Yeah. I'd say, you know, like we're not, you know, we're not, I mean, I think a lot of times orgs might look at, you know, when you're signing a roster is it's gotta be a popularity contest and who's got the biggest, audience that we can get immediately for us it's it's we're not trying to win a popularity contest we're trying to find people that really because honestly like we believe in our ability and accessibility to take a maybe a smaller creator who has a, a real message and is a genuine uh creator and we can help build them into a bigger channel like we we have those those capabilities you know but it, you know but you you can't you know you can't buy the person like it's, you've got to have the right people to do this stuff so you know, we're very focused on how they fit into the org, how they feel about our message, how they feel like they could be involved in it. And then we start to talk about things like, okay, and this is what games you stream and play. And it's what your, you know, what your audience size is like. That's, that's really kind of the secondary topic. Absolutely. Want to wrap up this show here. I'm sure you guys got plenty more to do on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, the final question in a few weeks, I am talking to Will and Clinton, the other two founders of the organization. When talking to Will over LinkedIn a few days ago, he mentioned how all the different founders have these different focuses that all come together in a great way for the organization. Can you prep a little bit on this upcoming podcast, get people excited for what Will and Clinton bring, and really just talk about how all four founders come from different areas that all play together uh, to create a great organization? Greg, can we start with you? Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, you're going to have an awesome podcast because... Uh... Clinton and uh, Clinton's super high energy. Will is more laid back and it's a, it's a great yin and yang of, uh, and they've been friends for a really long time, but to answer your question, um, you know, hopefully you can get Clinton by the way to say, get familiar on the, on the, on the uh, podcast, but uh, I'll make a note you know, of it. All right. Cause you know, that's his, that's his tagline from DJ. But uh, so um, you know, 
they they're both uh, incredibly talented people. So Will, you know, just to give you a little background on, on him, he worked, you know, with me at Carmelo for ten years. Uh, he did amazing things for the merch program at Phase. Um, he has a store in uh, um, in in Las Vegas called Institution Culture Lab. Uh, he's very close with the the Jabberwockies dance crew. He's just a culture guy. Like he's just he knows people at Supreme at Nike. You just walk around with this guy in Fairfax or in the village in New York, and everyone's like, "Oh, Will Dundee, Will, what up?" Like, I mean, he's like a in our world, he's he's a celebrity, right? So, and then Clinton, obviously, look, he's been nominated for a Grammy. Um, he's going to really drive hard on music and bringing music uh, people into the into the gaming world, doing unique things. Mark also had an awesome idea called Stream Jang, which we're going to be rolling out. We're not saying exactly what it is, but it involves gaming and DJing and on being on a stream. Uh, that's the name. And he's going to spearhead that. So I think you're in for a, a really fun show and they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I don't know, Mark, are you want to add anything? Yeah. I mean, you know, Greg, uh, you know, is one of the best entrepreneurs I've ever known. Um, I've always respected the work that he's done. Um, it takes a certain, you know, level of ability and, and craziness to do some of this stuff um, that he's done. And, and he's always been a visionary, even the Karma Loop days when they were doing Karma Loop TV, like 10, 15 years before streaming television was even a thing. They were doing like streaming TV with Pharrell and like on websites. It, was, it always kind of blew me away. Um, you know, Clinton, there's only one Clinton Sparks in the world and I'm glad he's in my life. He's a very unique um, and special guy. And then Will is just, you know, probably one of the cooler people that I've ever met in terms of just understanding how things come together. He's helping me with my wardrobe. Um, he, he's super good. Lately, Marco. What's that? So you're looking good lately. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, really, really great people and, and very focused and hardworking and easily hands down the best team I've ever been a part of in my career. It's a pretty remarkable group of founders all coming from different areas, very successful in their different areas coming together for this one esports organization that's focused on such an important mission. I think there's going to be some awesome things on the horizon coming out of Xset. Uh, you've mentioned a few things to be on the lookout for here, but wrapping up, can you plug what people should be following from Xset and what they should be on the lookout for uh, in the coming days to maybe weeks? Yeah, well, I mean, absolutely. So I'll take that. Um, so, you know, we understand that, you know, there's a lot more than just launch that has to happen. So we, you know, you know, we have some really great announcements um, on the player side. You know, obviously we are, um, you know, we're bringing in Minna today and then uh, we're actually going to be announcing on Friday this week that we are, are jumping in with both feet into Rocket League. And we've signed a roster that we think is going to be highly competitive. And we're very excited about uh, participating in that in that esport and that league for uh, many years to come. We have a lot of confidence in where it's going, and we're super excited about it. So, um, you know, we have more announcements planned for next week's for additional members of our roster uh, that are all top players in their respective games that we think will be really, really, will be really excited about. Um, and then we have some really unique uh, partnerships that are on the social side that we are hopefully just finalizing right now that we are gonna hopefully bring some value to and introduce a lot of gamers to. And I'm, I'm supremely excited about that. Um, and then we're gonna be doing, as Greg mentioned, a number of special events and content focused uh, productions, you know, across social video and Twitch as well. Uh, we're gonna be using Twitch in ways that we don't think anybody's ever used it before. Um, so we're excited about that as well. 
Yeah, and I just wanted to put in a quick plug for our socials. I hope that's all right, Mitch. So please do. Everyone out there who's listening and believes in what we're doing at Xset, uh, follow us on Twitter at Xset Gaming uh, and follow us on IG at Xset. And uh, we drop codes for merch and have a lot of fun and do some some great interactive stuff. And obviously, follow our YouTube channel as well. Cool. Absolutely. I'll be sure to put some links down to their social channels uh, in the description of this podcast. If you want to learn more about Marco and Greg's background, they had too many accomplishments for me to name. So I'm going to have their bios, their complete bios on their guest pages. So you can click on those, check those out. And then some social links as well to either Xset or to their personal channels. So be sure to learn more about Greg and Marco and why uh, the esports community is really excited about Xset and what this company promises and what it can deliver on. So that's all for this podcast. And also shout out to Rocket League. All our listeners know this is a very Rocket League friendly podcast. We're super excited to have another great uh, organization in the best esport of all time, in my personal opinion. So that's all for this episode of the Esports Network podcast. Thanks again to Marco and Greg. It was great talking with you both. Next week, I've got a couple episodes. One on esports coaching with one of the Esports Network writers and then with Unicorn boss Rahul Sud about uh, blockchain tech and esports betting. So be on the lookout for those podcasts next week. For now, I'm Mitch Reams, and you're listening to the Esports Network Podcast. <laughs>